Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Mr. Nick McCormick. Nick, we're coming into 2022. What's some of the big things you got on the list for 2022? Well, it's funny you asked, Tony. So as I was looking for my notes, for I always write things down randomly, you know, throughout the day, week, month, whatever, on podcast topics, on things we'd like to touch on, whatever. And I lost my list, of course, but I did find my 2021 lifestyle goals. <laughs> so I'll read those off to you. All right. And I'll let you know my success rate on that. Okay. And I have not seen this list. You I'm, have not nope. seen this list. This is all fresh information for you. So my first goal was to get healthy. Epic fail. Spend way less money, but a lot of money in savings. Epic fail. Lose weight, gain 10 pounds. More active, which kind of goes in low weight. I don't know if by active we mean doing more podcasts and drinking beer, but that one I might be actually doing. Um, less electronics. Fail at that. Log off social media and limit it. Epic, yeah. epic fail on that. And I'm nowhere near where you're at on that. But we're doing a podcast right now, so clearly I'm I'm crapping the bed on that. Exactly. One. Okay. Vitamins daily. I couldn't even accomplish that in 2021. Really? I took them here and there somewhat when I when I'm feeling a little. I we'll call it under the weather. Not even under the weather, like lackadaisical or whatever. Mm-hmm. They do pet me back up, but I'm too dumb to do that because yep. it takes me like a gallon of water to get them all down. So I couldn't even do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, grow my relationship with God. I probably did a little bit of that. I probably did that. Study the Bible more. I, I, I get, yeah, I, I touched on that one a little more than normal, but probably not great. Keep better records. Once again, epic fail. Yeah, I couldn't even find my notes about <laughs> yeah. the podcast. What I was going to do, so I know I crapped the bed on that one. Um, but get back to CrossFit. You've seen my figure. I obviously didn't do that. Um, Provide better, better for Kelly and the kids and, and be more the man that my family needs me to be. Yeah, kind of failed at that, too. So here I am looking into 2022. All I got to do is cross out 2021, <laughs> write down 2022. I got a whole new set of goals, Tony. Low-hanging fruit. It's, it's already done. Fruit. It's already done. So I'm ahead of the game. Exactly. I'm, I'm ahead of the game. I know what I need to do. I just got to try to get it done this year. Yep. This is my year. I can see it coming. Oh, yeah. This is where I this, cash it This is going to be it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I think we can get Bush Light or Keystone, somebody to put vitamins in the beer. Like, I think that would help me out drastically. Boy, it would. I, yeah. I mean, I like Bud Light Lime. There's a serving of fruit in every can. So, exactly. I, I mean, I guess I did get my vitamins. but Now, the vitamin department I'm covered in. Of course, my wife just takes vitamins by the handfuls, so she never lets me forget. So, I always do manage to take my vitamins. Um, most of the rest of that stuff on the list... I didn't do any of it. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm like, yeah, probably not going to have. I'm getting too old for some of that, and it's probably just going to have to go on. Yeah. But. I generally don't make a New Year's resolution. These weren't New, Re- New Year's resolutions, per se. It's just Right, just something to kind of get on track. Well, as my wife would tell you, what I like, there's two things I like to do in life. Well, there's a lot of things I like to do in life, but two things that I do pretty regularly. I like to make lists that I'm never going to get done, do, or be able to find. And I like to acquire things for hobbies that I'm never going to participate in. Gotcha. So I could do a lot of hobbies. I've got all the equipment for it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> as far as it goes. What I, my hobby is acquiring equipment for hobbies. <laughs> there you go. So you want to go hunting? I'm good to go. Yeah. Haven't been for a while. Dog died. Those birds around here. Probably not going to do that. Got all the shit to go deer hunting. I could have got six of them with my truck tonight. Right. I'm like, why do I want to sit in the cold? I could hit them with my truck. Right. <laughs> and now I'm trying to dodge them, you know? Right. Fishing, I got all the stuff for that. Tractor pulling, I do participate in that because I got all the stuff for that. But that's the one I do do go along with. And I, you know, a numerous list of other hobbies that I've got all the equipment for, but I don't really do. Um, but I make a ton of lists. Yeah, I, I'm good on it. Now, if I can find my list, I might get it done. <laughs> Generally, what I need to make for 2022 is being able to find my list of things that there I'm supposed go. to do. Yep. Do you need one of them daily planners? We can just open it. And you can just start writing down. You know. Day. When I was in college, they called that the iBook. And I probably do need one. Like, yeah. if I write it down, and, it's, and I never lost that. If I could find that at, at the time, you know, day to day, I had that, I would be well better off. Mm-hmm. I need to make lists where I can find them and do it. Like, I got a ton of notes on my phone. Yeah. I probably don't ever go back to them. But right. if, I, if, I, if it's something I can see, and, and I'll get to it. I always have a problem with... Once I get derailed, I can't get back on the track. Like if, if say, just 
for instance, which this would never happen, but if I was going to do CrossFit at the start of the year, like first week, I'd hang right with it and have every intention to do it the second week, but I would get sick or something. So you'd miss a couple of days, then it's like, I'm done. But, that, it, it, that, but it, That's all it takes. I mean, you always yep. see the slogan, all you got to do is show up, and that's true. Right. I, what happens to me every time is either I get super busy to where I'm tied up and I can't go for a little bit, or I, I, I blow my back out, which is not necessarily CrossFit related. I've always had back issues. And then it's like, if I would just stick to it and go at it soft and not push it, I'd be fine. What I end up doing is drinking beer. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know what? Would feel real way better than that is if I just have some beers tonight and hang out with the boys. But that's a terrible plan. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> lifestyle-wise. Yeah. I, I get too bored with hobbies. Like, it's almost like equivalent to like beating a video game like once you get so far into it and yeah. you feel like you've got it then it's like well it kind of took the fun out of it now you know? i was thinking about that today it's funny you mentioned that i'm like you know you see this guy you know or that guy you know and they're they're all in on this whether it's deer hunting or whatever they're all in on it and they're all in on this they're all in on that i'm like what am i all in on not really anything i'm mean, I mean, hobby wise right. like you know obviously farming and, and work and, and so on and so forth on that but that doesn't really you know it's not the same topic but it's like you know I, i'm just not necessarily drawn in on some of that stuff like i enjoy a lot of different activities yeah like yeah i'm like, not gonna make a lot of life altering yeah. changes to do all that you know if it was deer season and you called me out of the blue and be like hey i ain't been deer hunting why you want to go deer hunting i'd be all about it be, be all on board and we'd go one day and then that'd be it for me then i was yeah, like i'm done i'm I, good i don't need to do it anymore i'm good yeah and, yeah i i've never had about the only hobby that i and i didn't really go all in on was hell it's been eight nine years ago now got into fishing real big and went fishing yeah. all the time but but i didn't take it to the extreme went out and bought fancy poles and fan, you know yeah. i just done it a lot with the equipment that i had yeah and then and that was about the time i got sick with lyme disease and so i was down for a long time and, and never went back that's probably the closest thing that i've ever had to a hobby that i ever kind of stuck with for an extended period of time and then since then i just it's always little things here and there you do this for a month then you do this and at that time i bounce around a lot if i had to pick a hobby that i probably enjoy more than anything that i've stuck with the longest it's probably talking to people yeah that that's probably and that baffles some people like you know you got this introvert and they just can't be around people or whatever and, that, and that's fine that's their deal not that i'm a huge extrovert necessarily but I enjoy talking to people mm-hmm. like it baffles my wife that it's like nine 30 or whatever. Hey, I'm going to talk on the phone for a while. When are you coming in? I don't know. Depends on how long the conversation takes. Yeah. Might be midnight. Might be not, might be 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Might be two 30. I don't know. Depends on how good the conversation is. You know, like that's not uncommon for me to, to talk on the phone for longer than I probably should have late, late at night. But that's what I enjoy is just people. So if I had to pick a hobby that I probably participate more than anything, it's probably talking to people. Yep. You need to be a politician then. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> I didn't say I was bullshitting them, Tony. Okay. I'm not lying to them. We're just talking We're just talking farming. We're doing the same thing we're doing right now when I'm on the phone. Yeah, I don't want to have to lie to people. And, and Well, if you get somebody to pay me off, maybe I yeah, would. You exactly. Know? <laughs> my, my goal, one of my goals for 2022, and this sounds like a... a petty stupid goal or whatever i want to get all this equipment rigged up where we can take callers we can let people call in oh that would be awesome i think it'd be great and so for those of you that don't know so we're down in my basement you have zero cell signal down here none so you got to drag all this equipment up to the upstairs which where you basically get no signal there but if you move around you can get one yeah so i need to find a place to where we can go about and it wouldn't have to be every episode but you know throw in it would be great if we could take some callers no doubt and i'm actually going to try to uh, me and the wife talked about this uh, cell phone plans coming up for renewal here at the end of the year. And I think I'm going to get a quote unquote business slash TikTok phone, a, a phone that I don't really care if a lot of people get the number to. Yeah. Because, and anybody that's listening to this, don't take this the wrong way. So my personal cell phone number that I got now, you know, you meet somebody on TikTok, they come to your house, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and so you exchange numbers and that's fine. I have no issue doing that. But at the end of the day, when 300 people have that number and they all yeah. just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, yeah. that's a lot of shit at the end of the day. Yeah, it's you know? a full day just and, responding. Yeah, and I'm still trying to run, conduct business on this phone. So it's yeah. like, I got to stop that and get this switched over to where, yeah. you know, because there's been legit people on TikTok or, or wherever that have, 
wanted to talk or needed to call or this or that. And I'm hesitant because like, I don't need one more person having my number, you know? Yeah. And, and I've never had anybody give my number out. So it's not like it's been broadcast everywhere, but it just adds up over time when you yeah, get that many people, you know? So if I can get that done, then I want to try to get where we can take callers, you know, and just talk to random people. Yeah, that would and, be, that would be super great. And, you know, I don't get near as many as you do, but it's like, I'll talk to somebody and they're like, hey, I DM'd you like, you know, three weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. I'm not being mean. It's not that I was putting you off. It's like, yeah, I got several, I I get nowhere near as many as you, but it's like, man, I just, I flat didn't see it. Like, yep. You know, I get notifications. My phone's dinging all day long at some point in time. Exactly. I got to do something other than be on the phone, right. you know, so I, I miss I miss. Well, and you're in the same boat. You're trying to conduct business yeah. as well as of an evening, shoot the shit with people. And yeah. and it just, it, to me, it's just a volume thing. I, I yeah. have no issue with the people that have my number, but it, it just adds up when that many people have it and everybody wants to ask you one question a day. It's like that exactly. was literally 150. Now, now, that being said, I need some friends on the West Coast. Because they're a few hours behind. Exactly. Because I always try to, I try not to do any of that until the kids are ready for bed. But if your friends are on the East Coast, like it's already 10 o'clock where they're at. Right. So, or if they're on Eastern time. So, I need some friends on the West Coast. I used to have (laughs) a buddy live in Hawaii. That was perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, I call him, it's like 6 o'clock. Yeah. He's good to go, you know. I'm like, so I got, but he moved. So, now he's on Central time. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, that's probably my number one hobby. And I've never been a big phone talker. I mean, you can vouch for that. For We've known each other since kindergarten, and I'll bet we've That's talked true. on the phone an hour and a half our entire life. I <laughs> no, mean, we probably did. not. I just, I never not. was a phone talker. And it's funny because there's a lot of people on TikTok that I will talk to via text message or whatever, and just from the things they tell me, it's like they must call a lot of people in because they've talked to so-and-so and so-and-so. No, I'm, like, I'm a phone talker. I, I will have to say I'm a phone talker. Yeah, I always made fun of the, you know, back in the days, you'd see yearbooks or whatever, and what are your hobbies, you know, people older than us, and it was always the girls, talk on the phone to your friends, and we were always like, who is doing that, and you know, and then my wife will ask me, what did you do today, you know, and it's a day we're out in the field, it's like, oh, I talked to the Montana farmer for an hour and 35 minutes, she was like, really, I'm like, yeah, he had to go, or I had to go for whatever, otherwise it had been two hours, you know, it's like, I was just going back and forth, like, you know. Yep. It, uh, one of the funnest times I had this falls, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and my brother called. So I clipped it into a, to a three-way. Well, then his brother called. So then we had a four-way call going on <laughs> with him and his brother and me and my brother. And I'm just shelling corn. He was shelling corn. <clears throat> his brother's in Michigan. My brother was running a green cart next to me or whatever. We're having this nice four-way conversation. I was like... The, I was kind of super pissed when we got done with the field. It's like, well, shit, I got to get out of the combine now. Like, I got to do this. And I got to do that. It's like, man, this was going pretty well. I was right. really having a good time. But, uh, <laughs> you know, just one of those things. Yeah. I, I will talk on the phone. You know, well, you like you say, like Doug, Montana Farmer, you know, a lot of times when he calls that, that will be an hour and a half, two hour yeah. conversation just because we don't talk all that much. Yeah. And I guess... So, like with Doug, usually if he calls, I know that he either wants something or has something to tell me, and then it yeah. just kind of leads into yeah. a bigger conversation. But I, I never just pick the phone up and call anybody. You just, and I live close yeah. enough. We're going to talk like we touch base. Sure. Now, I'll just come over. Or you come over to my house, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the far away people, it seems like I talk to a fair amount. Like, it, it baffles my family to a certain extent. But <laughs> it's just what I do. I, I enjoy it. Like, it's, it's probably my... Probably the funnest thing I do is just talk to people. Yep. <laughs> In the evenings. Yeah, sure. Whatever. That's and what and it is neat, you know, with social media where you meet so many people from yeah. different areas that you actually do have something to talk about. You I, know, Red Power, yeah. Stu, and I probably talk on average, I'll just say once a week. Mm-hmm. But it's probably for an hour or two hours. Sure. Um, on average. Well, you know, throw an easy number. I, I didn't know him what, six months ago? Right. You know, now we talk at least once a week Yep. for an hour or two. Yep. And that, it's turned into a really, really, really good friendship. And that's the magic of social media, I guess. You yeah. Know? It, you know, five years ago, we'd have never met. We no. darn sure wouldn't be talking once a week. No. You know, Doug and I talk probably twice a month. That's once, about, once yeah, a month, twice a month, once, roughly twice a month. in there. It depends on the season, like yeah. harvest planning. When you got time in the combine or whatever, and you're trying yeah. to listen to the same five country songs, I just start going through my phone. And I start sure. 
start calling people for the most part. And some of that, I used to commute a fair amount to the shop when my wife and I first got married. And I always told her, I'm like, I'm as caught up with my friends as I'll ever be because I had an hour drive yeah. both, both directions. So I was calling everybody I could call, you know, because I was tired of listening to the radio. Uh-huh. But, uh, and that's kind of escalated into this, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know, my tra- between tractor pulling friends and farm talk friends and, and just, you know, friends I grew up with, I talk on the phone a fair amount. And that's probably one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, maybe that should be one of my goals for 2022 to talk on the phone a little bit more. I just, <laughs> I just never did do it. I now text, I can set and text or whatever. But but I, I am the type too though that if something needs discussed in depth, it's like just call me. Yeah. But as far as you know, hey, how was your day or this or that or whatever? That's like, well, you should have just texted me, you know. But and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. If you've called me or whatever, don't don't feel like you're bothering me. I wouldn't have gave you my number, but. I'm just the type, I would rather stand at the tailgate of the pickup and talk to you for six hours. Oh, for sure. For sure. Versus picking up the phone and doing it. And yeah. I don't know. I'm, tailgate talks about as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you and I always joke that the best podcasts happen out on the porch. We yeah. Go, we go to take a quick break or whatever. And we need to record out there. We need to put another microphone out there. That's where 90% of the stuff gets discussed. But. Yeah, it is. And, and I, you know, I think that's probably what's help this podcast be somewhat successful you know the people we always get good feedback on it but you know you can only listen to so many market analysts they don't know any more than you or i do no. the market might go up it might go down well no shit i could have told you that yeah weather guy you know i and i get it that's all content that you know it's it's, it it's value it needs to be there but but yes but at some point in time you just need some mindless listening that if you stop to a conversation that you feel like you could be a part of and jump in at any time exactly you know and you learn so much just talking to people. Like I said, we, you and I have had the same experience, I'm certain. You know, you take Montana Farmer, you take Red Power Stew, you take whoever. that That is a distance from here. And then you realize what they deal with farming-wise on a daily basis. Very similar to us and drastically different at yeah. the same time. Yep. There are some things that, that they put up with that, that we don't have to put up with. And there are things that that just mind blow me that you know are very similar, even though we're super far away. And things you're like, huh? We don't we don't touch those crops. We yeah, don't. I don't know anything that. about those crops. Like, you know, he's he's raising barley. I drink barley. Yeah. Other than that, don't know nothing about it. I can't even say the word correctly. It's right. barley, <laughs> something like that. You know, I'm like I'm, I'm consuming it for you, but I have right. no idea how to grow it. Anything else, you know it. And it's been very eye-opening and very enjoyable. And even people not that not that far away that that I knew prior to this, that it's brought a whole new avenue to mm-hmm. of of conversation. You know, the people that I've talked to before, but through the podcast, through TikTok or whatever, it's like, well, hey, I didn't know that, you know, you had a 1466, you know, sure. with long axles. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it was, yeah. you know, and, and you start talking about this, that, or the other, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. And yeah. It, to me, it's even funny, too. Let's take a guy, and I'm not picking on Chuck Weldon if he's listening or whatever. You know, don't. I'm just using him as an example. So, if you said that a guy around here farmed 3,500 acres, yep. you know, you're like, okay, you know, that's a fair-sized farm. I mean, pretty good yeah. size, you know. But think about how long it takes to farm 3,500 acres where we live versus where, where Chuck live. lives. Yeah. Whole different animal. That You could yeah. farm 7,000 acres here in the yeah. amount of time that it takes Chuck to farm 3,500. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. I'm just, that's, that's, that's how different the terrain is. How, yes, exactly. Yeah. And I've been to that area, and he's not wrong. I mean, it's, yeah. it's drastically different. What I always get a chuckle about Chuck is, and I love his videos, does a great job with him. He has a glutton for punishment. Yeah. He gets more flack. He gets more flack, but I have learned more about hog production from watching his videos than I have having 25 friends that raised hogs. Here. A mile down the road, yeah. A mile down the road. Like I said, in 25 years, I've learned more from Chuck's deal. You know, it's on a little bit of grander scale or whatever, but I love his videos, and I watch every one of them. As Chuck likes hogs and bush light. Yeah. I like bacon. Right. I like bush light. You combine the two, you got me, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he does catch a lot of flack for a lot of things, but which I don't understand at, at all. But uh, it, it's interesting. But like it, said, it puts it into perspective, too, when you farm that much and you crawl up the combine and then you go and haul 
what did he say? He hauled 260 loads himself or whatever. Like it was an astronomical amount. Yeah, so it's like, you know, when you're done with harvest, then the real work's kind of just starting in a yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the combine job's easy. Job. Yeah, you just set in there and go. I mean, here you're in and out and back yeah. and forth. and So, yeah, I mean, that really puts it into perspective as to how hard some of these guys yeah. really are working. I mean, it... And I'm not saying we've got it super easy here, but by and large, most guys in, in our immediate area don't farm very far north, south, east to west. Right. You know, if they farm 500 acres or 5,000, it's right. fairly centralized. Yep. For the most part. You know, you get more in his neck of the woods, a lot of other neck of the woods. They're spread out a lot further than we are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, that stuff like that is the stuff that you don't really think about. You know, you think, well, he farms 3,500 acres, but it takes a long time to farm those 3,500. Yeah. You know, it's it's chopped up into, it might be a 150-acre field, but by the time you farm around the terraces and, yeah. and do everything that way, it's like you took that 150 and chopped it up into 15 little fields. Yes, exactly. You know? Those terraces are a nightmare from a productivity standpoint. Sure. You know, we can think of the guys around here that farm 3,500 acres that are 10 miles north, south, east, to west. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I know a guy over at Matt Toon that farms 2,000 acres, owns every bit of it, and it all touches each other. Yeah. I mean, he'll get three miles from the house and farms 2,000 acres. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just don't, uh, you don't see that everywhere. No. Fields with mile throughs that are just flat and square and no yeah. rocks, no, yeah. no nothing. It's an easy place to farm. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine one time. There's a group of us. He's from Ohio. And he was talking about rocks in their field. And one of my buddies from just north of here where it's flat, black, and square is like, rocks. Who in the hell put them there? And the guy's like, God, that we've lived on this farm for 200 years. They've always been there. Like, we're digging them up every year. He's like, well, that must be a real pain in the ass. Yes. Yes, it is. He's like, we got one rock by the shop. He's like, we've worked on it numerous times over the years. Like, we never could get it out. It's about the size of a pickup truck that's showing. He's like, we've dug and we've dug. And we finally said to hell with it and shoved it back. He's like, I don't know how big it is at the bottom, but it's big. I mean, you just don't have that here. No, no. Rock the size of a softball is a big rock here. Yeah. And that's few and far between. Yeah. <laughs> but when I went to Iowa there a couple of weeks ago, and you, I've been all over the United States, Dakotas, all them places with rocks. Finally, in eastern Iowa, I seen a rock that was so big, they legitimately farmed around it. It was one rock, and they farmed really? around it. So I don't know how big. I mean, it, it was probably the size of a Volkswagen sitting on top of the ground. I have no idea what was underground. but The it rock was, of Gibraltar. Yep, it was a bigger <laughs> rock. <laughs> First time I'd ever seen one that they farmed around. Yeah. That's a good size rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where, where do you think land prices are going? We're getting up to fifteen uh, to seventeen thousand here now. They're going back up now. They're, commodities rallied a little bit. They're going back up. Unfortunately, you know, I, you show a farmer profit, he'll show you a surplus, and then oh, yeah. land land values follow. You know, uh, you know, I'm as guilty as the next guy, I guess. But it. Uh, crazy it it uh, it doesn't stay it was just starting to normalize a little bit kind of sort of and one okay year and bang it's back up that's one market that has become extremely volatile in our lifetime you know when we were kids i mean you know it it had some volatility don't get me wrong nothing like it's gotten i mean it would swing a thousand dollars an acre depending on yeah and, and that might have been over a 10-year period that it took to yeah. do that. Now it's swinging $5,000. Well, now people are more willing to travel. Equipment's gotten bigger. They can cover more ground. Has there, there ever been a more truer country song than the Buy Dirt song? Yeah. If I had to do over again, I wouldn't say that I would not have went to college because I had a great time in college. And it hadn't been for that, I would not have met my wife and had my two beautiful children. I probably could have spent that money buying dirt. And yeah. financially. Yeah. Because you could have bought a lot of dirt back then for the money. Back, back then yeah. for the money. It, that song is as true as it gets. Yeah. Um, it, it just is. You know, I, and that being said, don't buy any land. You don't want it. Yeah. Keep the price down. <laughs> I just, it's, I, I know how my luck goes, though. It was too expensive at three thousand yes. because we thought it was going to go to fifteen hundred. Yeah. So now, if I buy it at fifteen thousand, it will go to three thousand. Yeah. You know? No kidding, it, right? It's like how much more upside potential do we have? And I don't. And this is one of my pet peeves in life. It just goes to my very core every time I hear this saying. Well, you better buy land. They quit making it a long time ago. No, they don't. They make farmland every day in Brazil. 
Lots and lots of it. Yeah, lots and, and that lots affects our markets in a big way. More than it should. Yep. So Thank they, you for all those companies that showed them how to farm. That's working out great for us. Yeah. So so they make farmland every day. Trust me. Yeah. And it's I, just not I, here. It's just not here, but it still affects our markets here. Absolutely. And I don't know. I don't buy that argument. And I got to think we're building on top of it about as fast as they're clearing it, though. We could be. I, I don't know the stats. Just drive to Champaign, Illinois. Oh, yeah. From what that was in 1998 to what it is now yeah. is thousands and thousands of acres. Yeah, it is. Covered over with concrete. Yep. You know. Yeah, but to never be farmed again. I to mean, never be farmed again. That's as flat and black, as productive as you can get. Yep. And this brings me back to the whole, and if anybody from TikTok is listening to this, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not. This is sort of a a what if or whatever you want to call it. So you know, you've heard the whole 30 by 30 or whatever. He's talking about the government's wanting to take, what, 30 million acres of land out of production by the year yeah. 2030 or whatever. And you got the one side that's really pissed about it. And you got the other side that's, oh, it'll never happen and this and that. And there's going to be some middle ground somewhere. And I've always said, so, okay, we're already making fake meat, right? Yeah. So that's going to knock hell of a lot of livestock offline. It's coming. I mean, Tyson, everybody's investing in it. Whether you want to admit that or want to fight it, that's not the point. The point is it's coming. Yeah. So when I was in Iowa, I I toured an indoor farm. Yeah. You know, and it's, you can take an acre of land footprint and raise five to 10 times more produce on it because you're vertical farming. You know, you don't just have one acre. You got five acres stacked on top of each other. So the footprint, once again, is smaller. And it's delivered to your door in 180 minutes versus 11 days. Yeah. So this whole 30 by 30 deal could be a reality. At some point in time, we're not going to need as much farmland as what they're saying. I mean, look at what we've talked with machinery and land now. It's getting so far out of hand. What are you going to do with it? I mean, I I don't know what – I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just saying it could be a reality. I mean – it's so hard to predict the future. I'm not Nostradamus, but yeah, you valid point. I mean, they get all that online and, and the trends change and the vaccine kills off half the population and things go the other way. And and if you don't believe me don't that fake that. meat will, will never take off, I would challenge you to go for a, go find a hog company with Smithfield Tyson, whoever, and say, Hey, I want to go in your hog building and, and shoot a video and just show people what it's like. And they're going to say, you're yeah. not doing that. Yeah. And so happen. by the, by chance, you do find one that lets you in. Post that video on TikTok, and there will be 600 comments of animal abuse and yada, yeah. yada, yada, right on down the line. And so I really feel like somebody in New York City that's never been off the pavement when they have to choose, because that's how they're going to sell this. Yeah. This, you know, we didn't harm any hogs in the making of this meat. Yeah. So that's what they're going to go for. And... It's a very serious thing. I mean, it really oh, is. Oh, for sure. For sure. It, uh, we, well, I, I think, mean, what is it? You find a restaurant that doesn't serve some sort of fake meat. Right. Almost every one of them has at least one menu item. Whether they wanted to or not, they're serving it. Yep. My dad tried the Impossible Whopper. Is that what Burger King calls it? Yeah. And which he's one of these, and I might have talked about this before. He's one of these, like, he won't just blindly jump on the bandwagon and bitch about it because, you know, we don't yeah. want that stuff. You know, it's like. I, you know, I want to try at least, so yeah. at least give it a fair shake and just see, yeah. you know. And he said you couldn't tell the difference as far as tasting it. You know, he said, you know, I'm not talking long-term health effects. I'm not talking none of that. I'm saying if I gave you one and they were unlabeled, yeah. you would never know the difference. And, I mean, what is it now? Six billion bushels go to livestock feed in this country? Something, something like that. I yeah. mean, it's a shitload, a yeah. bunch. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's a scary world out there when you start thinking about it in those terms. Yeah. I don't know. Which, you know, we touched, we, you and I talked about this earlier. We haven't touched it on the podcast. But, you know, what do TV shows do for ag? A show like Yellowstone. What, are, what does that do for? Yeah, what's the image? What's the image for the American beef producer from that? Right. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it neutral? You know, I, and I'm just picking that show out of the blue. I mean, there are several. I'll put it yeah. to you this way. And this is just my my take on it. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. The rural people, the beef producers, they they know that that's not how it's done, but they support the show. They go along with it because it's, it's a cool show. The people in the city, 
look at it probably like they always have, just a bunch of hayseeds. Yeah. Could really care less. Whatever. I I don't know if I would I don't know if I would say it necessarily hurts, but it don't help either. It's not most of those people that are uber concerned about how animals are treated and how livestock's raised and how food is made. I've never taken the time to look into it anyway. No, never. They, they, they picked a cause that they wanted to stand and fight for, but they didn't actually look into it. Right. They, they don't know the backstory of it. And I suppose we're all guilty of that to some right. fashion. Like you say, you know, like the Impossible Burger you just talked about. I'm against it. I looked into it just enough to know I'm against it, but I didn't super research it. Right. You know, like I got no problem with, with beef, so I'm good. Yeah. You know, I I didn't, you know, I don't care. You know, does bamboo have all these negative health effects? I can't fathom it'd be good for me. I'm not looking to eat bamboo, exactly. and I like to support the American beef farmer. Right. So I'm going to eat the regular one. But maybe that's short-sighted on my part. I don't know. I, I suppose we're all guilty of that in, at some level, you know. Yeah, I, I would say that's a fair shake. I mean, when you're in the industry, the last thing, you know, the beef farmers or cattle farmers buy our product, corn that we're raising. Exactly. So you want to keep them in business to keep the chain going. Exactly. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. it. That's that's why I like guys like the Iowa dairy farmer. You know, he he just confronts stuff head on. He don't yeah. try to hide behind it. He shows you any video you want to see. He doesn't hide nothing about any of it. And he's very yeah. well spoken and he's very well educated. Yes. He can hold his own on any of it. I mean, it, yeah. and, you know, I've often talked. I mean, what's what's your take? And this is just completely our opinion. So when you take a group like, Tyson, Smithfield, whatever, that don't want to show the inside of a hog building. To me, that almost throws up a red flag. You know, now you're, what are you hiding in there? And I know why they don't, because you don't want PETA at Joe Blow's farm protesting. And yeah. so they're protecting the farmer. I, I get it. I, I yeah. have no issue with that. But it's sort of like the JFK assassination. What are you hiding? You know, just, just wheel it out and show me. If yeah. there's nothing to hide, then show me. Yeah. And they don't want to do that. So I don't think that helps the industry either when you, Go yeah. at it that way, you know. At some point in time, though, if it never makes the news, it's not news. Right. You know, and I think that's their their approach. Could be. To a, to a certain degree. I know when I was... Trying to at- explain certain things about farming to someone that doesn't know all the intricate details of it, right. you're not going to explain it to them. Right. And, and most never, of them have their mind made up because their college look, professor told them, and you're not going to Yeah, their, their mind's made up before they got there anyway. Yeah. It's yeah. different when you have somebody that legitimately don't know than wants to learn yeah. versus... This person is only here to knock what you're doing, yeah. you know. But I do like the way Dan portrayed it when I was up there and toured his farm a few weeks ago. You know, he said, I do this because I want to tell this story my way. I, you know, yeah. I want I want my side to be heard. Yeah. You know, nobody else's. This is the way I do it, and I want to show it that way. And so I commend a guy for doing that. Which, oh, for sure. I mean, Derry does get a bad rap. We see it on his page every day, but I suppose it don't get near the rap that hogs get for whatever reason. I don't. I don't really know why. Yeah, I think, I think when they coined the term "hog confinement," yeah, is truly what what yeah. hampered that. You know, that just doesn't sound good. Yeah, and it's all uh, just a, a mental thing. You know, they go yeah. back to raise them in huts. If they pay more for bacon, right? Exactly. I mean, we can let them run in the in the pasture and shit in the creek and yeah. let, let it run downhill and yeah, you know, erosion and whatever. That's fine too. I mean, yeah, if you want to pay more for it, it'd be fine. So, you know, some of these groups, we've often talked, you know, they need to do a little bit better job. And like I say, I'm not, I'm not picking on any particular hog farmer. I don't, I don't mean it that way. I know why them companies don't, because you can't have people showing no, up at Chuck Weldon's house protesting, you know. Marketing, whether it's tennis shoes or pork or beef or whatever it is, has so much to do with our beliefs in life. Oh, for so, sure. Like, marketing is so, like, for instance, if you ask a random city person, What's the best cow in the world to eat? They're going to tell you Angus. They couldn't pick out an Angus from a Hereford, from a Shorehorn to a Shorelight. They have no idea. They might know Angus are predominantly black, but there's red Angus that tastes the same. Mm -hmm. They might be able to pick it out that it's black because it's black on the label, I think. But they don't really know the difference. Somebody told them that that was the best one and told them several times. So that's what they, if they have the choice, that's what they pick. Which is a great job by the Angus people. Phenomenal. Are there other cows that probably taste just as good? Maybe. Right. I'm an Angus guy. I, I like Angus. Well, I like beef in general. Right. But I like Angus, so I'm not going to argue the point, but I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. You yeah. know, if I tell you that these 
Reebok pumps are going to make you jump higher, and yeah. it's 1997, you're buying a pair because sure. somebody won the dunk contest and pumped them up before they dunked. Exactly. You know, and marketing has so much to exactly. do with that, you know. And not to go down the John Deere path, I'm like, I can buy that hat at any mall in America right now. Any mall in America, I can buy a John Deere hat for the most part. So when you equate farm machinery to it, it's John Deere, that, that's just, yeah. that's what people think of. That's what it is because of marketing. Yep. You know, pork has probably done a bad job in the fact that, you know, they were the other white meat and that was a great slogan. But the like you said, the confinement term, so you say confinement, well, we're all against that's mm-hmm. jail cells. Exactly. For pigs. You know, now granted, it's temperature controlled. Yeah, they're not the way, the, way, the best way to do the, it. The best way to do you it. You and I know that. But, but they don't. Right. You know, and marketing has so much to do with our views of whatever topic it is. Like, you can tell me that my windshield will be clearer if I put Rain-X on it yeah. versus Windex. Yep. If you run enough commercials. Right. You know, it's just, that's just life. Yep. And, and some of that. Ag probably needs to be a little more proactive and a little better about pushing agendas for the benefit of ag. Yeah. You know, like once again, where are our checkoff dollars going? Well, they're not necessarily going to that. No. You know, maybe we need to be better about promoting, you know, we're a, a clean fuel, fuel, a renewable fuel, a safe fuel, a, a this, a that, or whatever it is, you know, a better meat, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to we need to push that more. Yeah, it's sort of like the less filling tastes great. Now, none of the younger guys in here is going to know what we're talking about. What you're talking about. But for the longest time, we thought Miller Lite would make you less filling and taste great. That's a lie on both accounts. <laughs> I remember as a kid going to an amusement park, and I mean, I was probably like eight years old. It was like Six Flags or one of the amusement parks. And back then, they called them the Buccaneer. It was the big pirate ship, and it swung, yep. you know, back and forth. And I remember one group of the boat, when they'd get to the top, they'd yell, let's fill it. The other side, <laughs> tastes, tastes great. great. <laughs> Just kept going back. Those were great cheers. Milwaukee and Wisconsin combined. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, marketing has a drastic influence on, on your decisions, whether you want to believe it or not. It, uh, if you're told something long enough, you'll start to believe it. Oh, for sure. I mean, look what Gleaner's done to people for years. I mean, yeah. They've got them led to believe. Yeah, they're, they're using good. the whole rotor. It's not a rotor, and they're not using much of it. But, yeah, there they are. Uh, I got to admit, the 80s and 90s was some of the best times to grow up. I mean, you, oh, always, you always think, yeah. you know, man, I like to live in the 50s or 60s or whatever, but the 80s and 90s was pretty cool, too. It was pretty cool. I'd like to have the, the 60s cars. Right. But uh, and we had... The best trucks, you know, layover 79 Fords, et cetera. The 80s trucks weren't bad. Smog pumps. Yeah. Nothing better than a good smog pump. But, uh, yeah, I I won't. Uh, being raised in the generation of the Gipper, I'll take that. It was fine. Yeah, it was. Back That's... when communism wasn't cool. Yep. Old Ronald Reagan was busting everybody's balls. And yeah. Worked yeah. out good. Yeah. The kids today. Uh, I was just talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and we were watching 1883 a clip of it or whatever. And I said something about the Oregon trail. He's a fair amount younger than us. And he, he looks at me like I, you know, yeah, got three eyes. I'm like, he's like, I'm like, you never played the Oregon trail. Have you? He's like, no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, well, you're not going to die of dysentery then. (laughs) Which, you know, know, that was basically when computers were new An Apple IIe. Oh yeah. Nothing better than a good old Apple IIe. The graphics were just second to none. They were phenomenal. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing like being taught on an Apple. And then next year they're like, Hey, by the way, those things suck. You got to learn Microsoft now. It's like, well, I'm so glad I took all those programming classes for apples that do me no good on an IBM back when IBM still made computers. Right. Can you even buy an IBM computer now? Yeah, that's one. I mean, what does, is that company still in existence or what I do they do? So or, I don't I mean, know what they do, but I, yeah, I have no idea. I can always remember the sound of them printers on them, Apple computers in school. They'd make you print them banners that were like yeah. nine feet long. Yeah. It'd take like 30 minutes to print yeah. one or longer. Yeah. I remember our first computer had the keyboard was built into the console and you had to load a program on it by tape, by cassette tape. Is that right? So it took like four hours to load a game. And by the time the game got loaded, the power flashed or something, and, you, and you're back to score. I never to this day ever got to play that game. My brother would always take first turn, and something would happen. I never played the game one time. I couldn't even tell you what the game was. Never got to play it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, the first computers were expensive as hell. And about all you could do is play games on I mean, you weren't yeah. going to. 
do much with yeah. them. I mean, <laughs> Some accounting software, there was like 15 disks that was a very, very, very primitive version of Excel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can put a number in here, and you can get it to add. Oh, wait. Nah, I think I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Floppy disks. Yep. Five and a quarter. Yeah. yeah. I forget. They had, there was, what, three sizes of disks. You had the, the smaller ones. It was probably, what, three? Three? Oh, were they three the and hard disks. Yeah, they were hard. The hard, hard disks, yeah. yeah. And then you had the. And hey, that was revolutionary. We oh, went yeah. from floppies to hard. <laughs> and then you had the great big floppy disks. And the, did you ever see them? They were, like, 12 or 18 inch great big bastards. That was kind of rare, but yeah, I don't think I had those. Yeah, yeah. I I'm trying to think now, like a floppy disk. I mean, how much data could you put on one? Of that? I mean, I'm sure it was nothing by today's standards. Yeah, nothing like <laughs> literally two sentences by yeah. today's standards. Yeah, every every programmer game was like 25 disks. Yeah, and we had just tubs and tubs of of hard disks. This, that, and the other. When USB come out, it would hold more than. Any of that. Well, there were zip drives for a while, zip right. disks, and they were like a hard disk, but they were made and had a little curve to them or something, uh-huh. and they were light years ahead of, a, of yep. a hard disk. But ain't it funny, though, like when we were kids, how you know you had no internet or nothing, but it could have been something, I, I don't even know what an example would be, but you still learn how to do everything, the cool yeah. stuff of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Word got around. Yeah, and you, you, you always found out about it somehow, some way. Yeah, it, you know, especially if you had an older sibling. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, there was no TikTok trends. Right. You just realized that it was a trend. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose commercials and whatnot. Like, we haven't had cable TV for, for years. My son had never really experienced it. We got rid of it before he was born. So when commercials, when we be, if we go to a hotel or if we, you know, with new streaming apps that have commercials now or whatever, you know, so there was a gap in there where we didn't really have any. And they'd be like, they'd see this commercial, like, hey, Dad, did you know Bounty picks up more than anything else? And, yeah, I've heard. You know, but they'd never experienced commercials like that. It was mesmerizing yeah. to them. <laughs> you could see the in, the instant influence on them on what they thought was, was right, wrong, or indifferent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's crazy how that that stuff's changed. You know, yeah, like we were talking like with that picture that I got that everybody see on TikTok from come from the encyclopedia. Yeah. You know, that was our internet was the yeah. encyclopedia. Yeah, you wanted to look yeah. it up, you got an encyclopedia out, yeah. and you looked it up, and that was fact. And when we was kids, everybody had a set of encyclopedias. Yeah, you My didn't mom question. And dad you, had them. you had them. You, that was that was the way it was. Yeah, yeah, I like every house you went into as a kid. They had a set somewhere on a shelf, and and I guess when I look back, I don't really remember looking at them all that much. Per se. I mean, I guess I was more inclined to just grab one and sort of flip through it. And if you've seen something, you know, I never went to, hey, I want to know how to do this. So you went to the encyclopedia, you know. I mean, occasionally you went to school. We didn't have a set, but occasionally you went to school to, to research whatever you were supposed to be writing about or whatever, you know. But yeah. Yeah. It, it It's funny how that goes, I guess. We was talking here a year or two ago about encyclopedias. If you could even buy them, you know, I figured everything was online now. And man, them things are expensive. They're like fifteen hundred bucks now. If you want to get really? a hardback edition of knives with, I mean, they're wow. expensive. Yep. Well, Joey, that's why you yeah. only buy the one. Exactly. <laughs> Need the letter V. <laughs> want to see how this bad boy ends? <laughs> <laughs> Topic changes, and there you are. Mm-hmm. Out in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's just one of them generation deals. You know, our kids will think they grew up in the greatest time, I assume. You know, I mean, yeah. if nothing changed. I mean, I hope they do. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I suppose our our parents thought they grew up in the greatest time, and they probably did. I, I don't know. And, you know, when you look back, I mean, yeah, you always say it was the greatest, but, man, I can remember a lot of days as a kid being bored out of my mind. You know what I mean? In the wintertime. But, yeah, I mean, you know, my wife and I have talked about this. Like, at some point in time, we just look out the window. Like, right. if you're traveling yeah, somewhere oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, our kids don't, they're not going to look out the window. No. They're going to grab a device. They're yep. going to do whatever. They might read a book. I mean, my kids read a fair amount. But they're not going to just sit there and, and, and stare and observe. Yeah. You know. But, you know, the there's so much instant stimulation for them one way or another that they're so used to that, that that's just the way it goes, you know? Yeah, it is. That's, that's a little different. I mean, there wasn't much for video games when we were kids. I mean, we were what, 10 or 12 years old when the Nintendo's come. I mean, you had the Atari's, but hell nobody played them. I mean, very few had those. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Nintendo came out, but our, the TV that dad let us put it on 
didn't work for shit. So it would quit all the time. So my brother and I finally took a knife, heated it up with a torch and cut a hole in it, put a fan on it because it would blank out after a while get hot. So we cut a hole in it and put a fan on it. And then he could play for a lot longer. But uh, same thing. My brother right. took the first turn and TV would blank out. And he was done and it was my turn. Well, it's blanked out. Yeah. By the time it would come back on, he was ready for his second turn. Uh-huh. Said, well, you had your turn. Yeah. Yeah. With no, no screen. Yeah. Right. I played a lot. Yeah. We never had a Nintendo growing up. I do think we still had the best farm machinery in the 70s. Yeah. 80s. Yeah, that's what. My brother and I were talking. We were first teaching his son to run a green card or whatever. And he's like, he's caught on to it pretty quick. He's like, but he should. We got cameras. We got mirrors. We got power power shifts. We got the whole nine. He's like, you know, it's nothing like having an M or a 560 or an 806 on a wagon trying to keep up with a with a combine that doesn't have a hydrostat. Right. So you got to stay underneath it, you know, in the mud and back and forth and up and down. I took numerous chewings on that. Well, you're going too fast. You're going too slow. Well, make up your mind. You know, where you want me here? Uh I'm like, I'm spinning. I'm in the mud. Exactly. You know, what are we going to do here? You know, I'm, I'm five. Yeah. You know, my skill set's pretty limited as it is today, but, uh, yeah, it's a different world out there now. Well, back then, you know, when you first start driving tractors, you always wanted to rack the throttle and make it smoke, you mm-hmm. know, and this and that. I mean, hell, my kids don't even get to experience that no. now, you know. No, I was, I would purposely, you know, dog it for a while. It would smoke. You know, we had an old 1256 roll call. Just dog it along. No, nothing better than that. Let it smoke all you could, you know. <laughs> yep. But I'm not going back to the open cab days and pulling wagons. Uh, I, I'm glad them days are gone. Yeah. And it wasn't that bad, but it's just way better now. Yeah. Well, we got to put a car hard on to, to do whatever, you know. I'm, oh, yeah. Those were good times. You know, an, an auger back then took, what, 2,000 bushel a day? Yeah. It seemed like, you know, it's like I remember my brother and I would, uh, a hired man at the time got helped us some. My brother and I were pretty young at the time. We would take the wagons, and we would meet him along the road, and we'd switch tractors, and he'd dump them into Ben because we couldn't run the auger, and then we'd take the neck, you know, we'd take the empties back and meet him with with fulls and keep swapping them out. And it seemed like it took forever to do, you know, forty acres. It was just a, it was just a big deal, and you froze your butt off, and they didn't have cabs, and the one did, and you're so glad to get back in the heat, and and uh, yeah, it. Uh, and I was always hitch pin guy back then, you know, pop this and back up. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you could send me to the field with a two-wheel drive tractor now. You just, <laughs> give, give me the most cherry 5288 you can find and say, here, go field cultivate 80 acres with it. I, I don't know if I could do it. You're just going to be mad. Yeah, hit. Yeah. But back then, it was a Cadillac. Yeah, it was didn't... It was a deal. Yeah. it. Uh... And I guess we're getting to that point where we're old enough now. You've got the years and the experience. It's... The same thing our dad's seen. I suppose. You know, our kids will never know a two-wheel drive tractor. No, never. I mean, I can't think of anything. They'll I never know an open station tractor. I no. Mean. I mean, we've got some 1466s around the farm for augers and stuff. So my son and my nephew, you know, they see them. They might have to move one. They drive it here and there. But to actually spend all day chisel plowing. Yeah. You know, go back to chisel plowing with a two-wheel drive tractor. Oh, we're going to put duels on. we got to throw a bunch of wheel weights on. we got to get some fluid pumped in. we got to put weights on the front of it. All to go four and a half mile an hour. And spin. Eight, eight, eight foot wide, spinning the whole time. Yeah. And I'm thinking we're cutting a fat hogging out with some badass halogen lights. Yeah. We we upgrade to the halogens. And we uh-huh. put, you know, two or three more on. When you kick the switch on, the alternator light comes on. You know, so make sure you don't shut it. You got to let it run for two hours. And when you get back at night, so it can charge the battery back up. You know, it's like, yeah, they they, uh, they don't know what they're missing. But I wouldn't trade those days. I wouldn't either. It was fun. I loved everything. I chiseled on that old V8, two little cones of fire. My brother's like, I don't know what you're doing out there. I'm like, I'm having a great time. Don't pick me up for another hour. Like, I'm going to get this field done. This is a great day. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it, but I wouldn't go back to it either. Fender radio that your neighbors could hear more clear than you could. Yep. Sure enough. Yeah. And just the hauling grain with wagons, I just. God, I I would just I don't miss those days at nope, all. The last crazy. time I did that, of course our wagons are way bigger now. We got a couple around just to set up at augers, you know, where we're dumping straight from the cart into the bin. I pulled one of those to town here a few years ago and I immediately pulled the tractor back into the shed, shut it off and unhooked it. Dad's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, No. Death trap. Yep. The tractor hadn't been off the farm in 
literally probably 10 years. So the tires were flat spotted as could be. Bounce up and down. So I stood the whole way. I'm like, you know, a 300 bushel wagon, 275, 250, you can kind of almost see around those. 500 bushel, yeah. you couldn't see shit. Nope. And the highway is way busier than it yep. was when I was a kid. Yep. I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. Back to the hopper bottom. I'm like, we, you know, we needed the extra storage that day. And I'm like, no, nah, we're, we're good. We don't need it that bad. <laughs> That's miserable. I would never put my kids through that. It's too dangerous now. Like, it is. It back really then, is. kids were expendable, I guess, that nobody cared and it wasn't as busy and it was fine. But And, you know, where did that mentality change? You know, you talk to my dad and your dad and this and that, and like, yeah, you know, I was eight years old, and dad had me plant the entire crop that year. Yeah. It's like an eight years. I was like, I would never trust my eight-year-old. <laughs> my dad's dad, my grandpa, had back surgery one spring. So dad worked everything down, planted the whole crop, and like I say, he was like eight years old. He's, he's dying to get that tractor back, you know, kind of sort of. If we get, Oh, I know where it's at, but uh, yeah, it won't sell it to me. But anyway. He's like, you know, I spent a lot of hours on that truck. Of course, they didn't have an hour meter back then. I'm like, can you fathom working that many hour acres down? You know, it, it was it was fall plowed, spring plowed, whatever. Disc it down, field cultivate it to death, harrow it to death, plant it, so on and so forth. All is, uh, well, let's call him 14. He yeah. wasn't 14, but I mean, even at 14, it's like, man, that that's a that's pretty good that, load. That's a different deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My grandpa wasn't necessarily the most patient guy, and I'm sure my dad did a, did a as best job as a kid his age could do. Like, sure, probably the one of the best you would ever find at that. But uh, still, I'm sure he didn't do it to grandpa's satisfaction. Oh yeah, you never do when you're. <laughs> but a he kid. couldn't do anything about it. I suppose <laughs> couldn't have nail ass kickings with a bad back. But. Yeah, that's that was a different time for sure. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine going over. Moldboard plowed ground on an H or an M all day long disking as to how rough. It's a wonder any of them guys can walk. I mean, it really yeah, is. no doubt. I mean, didn't Viv tell us one time it took, took a week to do 40 acres? Yep, sure did. Time you, time you disk it down. And they'd always harrogate it. You harrogate it. Yep. Yep. A week and, for 40 acres. You know, I suppose back then a lot, two and I imagine four rows big. You know, yeah. I mean, go do 40 acres with a four row. I mean, that that's going to take some time. Well, your your neighbors back when you grew up, Dad always said, you know, they had really good radios on those 560s. They had two new 560s when they came out, Wilbert and his dad. He's like, you know, they, they had to work that piece across from the farm really late at night to, to stay caught up. He's like, I remember just laying in bed, windows open, just listening to the radio. Yeah. All, you know, yeah. all night long, if they were out there just going after it, you know, because you know, they farmed a fair amount. He's like, you know, we'd be done for the night, and I just listened to the radio. Yep. wasn't in my room; it was a quarter mile away. Yeah, but I could hear it like it was right yep. there. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and a five sixty didn't have shit for lights. Had what two lights up from the tires? And that was <laughs> it. those stretchers had shit for lights. And I said, "Oh, we upgraded to the halogen, Sam. That's like what four candle watt." Yeah, I would. <laughs> should have seen your picture of mine to a buddy of mine here a while back. He's like what the hell do you have bolted to the front of your truck? What's those KC deals? And I'm like, it's KC highlights, but yeah. like, that was a big deal. I had oh, two yeah. big six by nines and then two, uh, three by fives on the bumper. I said, what the hell do you use those for? I'm like, cause the headlights sucked. Exactly. I'm like, if you wanted to do anything in the country, you're going gonna to pop them off. I'm like, now grant, kick the alternator light on and right. you know, run the battery dead. And it, if you forgot to take the cases off and somebody flipped the switch and burned a hole in the cover, <laughs> Like, that was a big deal back in the day. <laughs> I still remember driving to school in my 79 Ford in the winter and just freezing your ass off the entire way there. You, you And you'd let the truck warm up for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Just froze the whole, I mean, them things never did get enough heat in them to keep you warm. I mean, it just. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Some of the old vehicles we used to have, which. Dad went through and we rotated them around a bunch. We had a variety of different ones. Did you ever ride in a Ford Courier? No, we had a Ford Courier. That you remember what my truck looked like in high school? That yeah. that Explorer package. Yep. It was identical to that, but it was like the precursor to the Ranger. Really? <laughs> so we had we had matching ones: a Ford Courier and an F two fifty that we had the same Explorer package. On. It was the same gray crap ass stripe. And I had always set a pillow in the middle because it was a two seater. So I sit on a pillow in the middle so my brother could have a passenger seat, you know, because he needed the space. So I always had to sit in the middle on a on a red pillow. 
Ford Courier. We had this old GMC that was full-time four-wheel drive. It was an epic hunk of shit. Now, it had a killer heater in it, but the front didn't run as fast as the back, so it was a death trap if it snowed. That was awesome. <laughs> Hats off to GM for that fabulous design. Yeah, that probably ruined me on square bodies before I even got started. I hated that truck, and I've hated them ever since. I didn't like the controls. I didn't like anything about that truck. Other than it had an okay heater. A pile of shit other than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is one brand of trucks or era of trucks you don't see on the road at all anymore. Yeah, well, most of them exploded. Yep. The good old days. Yeah. We had a dead at a 76, I think it was a 76 Ford with a 400 with turbo on it. He loaned it to a buddy of his. He threw five rods to the side. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was on propane. His buddy borrowed it and threw five rods to the side, which is good feet to throw five of them like one okay two maybe but five that's i mean that's you're above you're above halfway there (laughs) that's doing something 306s with turbos they had all kinds of weird goofy cool shit on all that stuff back of course dad would turbocharge anything he had an m with a turbo that was pretty badass at one time yep yeah, miss out on all that cool stuff. Now it all comes on right on there. Exactly. All you got to do is push the button. You don't have to turn the key anymore. Yep. Just push the button. Yep. Hell, now we're getting into twin turbos on a lot of these trucks and mm-hmm. tractors and the big stuff. Yeah, no doubt. For better or worse, they got them. Yep. <clears throat> it's crazy to think that, you know, trucks now have double the horsepower of any tractor we grew up with. Oh, yeah. And that's literally that's hard double. to believe. Yeah. yeah. And they never pull the loads we pulled with them, no. there, you know. Nope. I think every six nine Ford I ever seen around here as a kid was just beat to shit. I mean, the guys just pulled the nuts off of yeah. them nuts. cattle trailers. It's a hard knock life for them, but they were so tickled to get them, and they was badass. My dad had a six a six nine Ford that was stout, one of the stoutest ones we ever sent out. That thing was was stout. My brother still got it. You hop in that thing, you're like, holy shit! If we can get there today, it's like. Yeah. That thing was awesome in its day. You're like, damn. Yep. Huh. Oh, shit, we're up to speed. Now we ain't got shit for brakes. You know, he got started. That's why dad's was like, there's kids today. They run up to these corners and they slam on the brakes. I'm like, well, brakes got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. we got rid of the drums. We got dual calipers. We got a whole lot of other shit. They're way better than they used to be. But you didn't run up to those corners. <laughs> In a 79 Ford. Like, no. you're going to miss the corner. Right. You weren't going to make it. Yeah, you standing on them for all you had. I mean, mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I mean, even the sports cars of our day, you know, all, a lot of our buddies older than us, but your brother's age, my brother's age, you know, an 88 Mustang, you know, a Trans Am. You, you hop in that shit today, and you're like, huh, this was cool, huh? Yep, yep, yeah, this was cool. <laughs> all right. Well, it was cool back in the day. But a diesel pickup truck will just smoke the shit oh, out of it for now. Sure. You for know, sure. It, uh, it wasn't as fast as we gave it credit for, but they did sound cool, and I enjoyed every minute of it back then. Nothing better than one of your buddies saying, hey, the tires on that car haven't been smoked off for a while. I'm going to stand here. If you go down to the road and smoke them off, that'd be good. Yeah. All right. I can do that. That's why I never own a car that will smoke the tires, because yeah. I love to do it. And I cannot restrain myself, so I, I stay away from it. What I seen was it GM or one of the companies is now making an electric motor you can put like in your old vehicles now. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, I forget what package they call this, and don't quote me that it's GM, but it. it and I just seen this like two days ago. But yeah, so you can take, and I, I don't know how far back they're going, but I understood it to be you know eighties, seventies, whatever. Peel your internal combustion motor out and put an ev in it and so I'll you still get got right the, on yeah that. exactly so uh, I, I thought you know deer is going to be following suit doing that with the 4020 now you can <laughs> i don't know i do something because the piece of shit won't start otherwise exactly all the deer guys best tractor ever made it doesn't say much for the rest of the stuff they've made then mm-hmm. does it no it doesn't still no. one of my favorite hitler finds out did anybody try shaking the wheel everybody's got a can of ether go home and get it I laugh every time. Now, the one of the torque out is equally as accurate right. and just as much fun. But uh, I looked for those the other day. I don't know if those all got taken down or not, but I couldn't find them. Oh, really? I'll have to look again. But yeah, I, I looked find. at, shoot, it's been four or five years since I've looked at them. But, man, it was any topic you wanted to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Hitler finds out whatever. Yeah. Good times. Uh, 
Yep, it's all about the marketing. I don't need the EV. I'm good there. No, I'm I'll the same. Take, I'll take the that. black smoke. You know, and at what point in time we're going to have to start implementing a mileage tax, right? I mean, electric yeah. vehicles ain't ain't paying no motor fuel tax. Exactly. So let me guess, that's going to affect you and me. So we'll be paying the we'll be fuel tax both. and the mileage tax. Yep. Well, Illinois is pushing for that. I want you to keep track of that and turn in your miles and not a big good time. Which will in turn lead to, well, we'll just put this thing on your vehicle here that can just track all that for you. Yeah. Just I turn it in, you'll write us a check at the end. And yeah, I can we'll, see we'll where this. We'll auto-deduct it, and you'll be good to go. Yep, I can see where this is headed. Somebody said in this new stimulus, or, the yeah, the infrastructure bill that I assume did not pass as of yet, has it? I mean, I know Joe Manchin was hanging. I don't think so. But somebody said in there it was going to be mandatory. Every vehicle in America had to have a breathalyzer in it. That was one of the hidden deals. It, I'm sure there's. A I, and I haven't so. looked at that myself. I'm sure those I, are super cheap to get. Oh, I'm sure. Know. Yeah, for the guy that's got three or four little four old beaters, farm trucks. That's gonna be real efficient. Yeah. Yep. Be real nice when that malfunctions and you got to get to the hospital or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. More shit to go wrong, just like everything else. Yeah. Electronics, no moving parts, but never works. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Yeah, but no, I don't think it's going to pass from what I've gathered, which, or I guess never say never. Well, there's hardly any infrastructure stuff in the infrastructure. Exactly, about like, you know, the health care bill. Yeah, exactly. we got to pass it to find out what's in it. Oh, for sure. Affordable care, but anything but affordable. Yeah, and no care. But they exempted themselves from it. Oh, for sure, yeah, that's... That's always the the first sign that it's a good bill when you exempt yourself. Yeah, and you know it's good stuff when the politicians don't want it for themselves. Yeah. Yep. Well, we've run a little long here. Yeah, we better wrap it up. Yeah, I think so too. But no, that's our goal for twenty twenty two. I want to get some people that we could say, hey, yep. call in. This will be like a damn yes. radio talk show. You can call in and we'll Hello caller. Long time exactly. listener, first time caller. <laughs> exactly. Well, Mr. Obvious, my dishwasher quit. Yep. Now, we can't copy anything off of Rush Limbaugh. We can't do mega dittos or nothing. We got to let that stay with the king. But That's true. We, we will accept long-time listener, first-time time caller. caller. Oh, we, absolutely. Especially fact, for the first time. In fact, that's going to be mandatory. Yeah, yeah. If you don't if you don't start with that, we're just hanging up on Yeah, you. exactly. That way we can be like, you are the first caller, the very first caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck. So, well, we're going to cut her off here. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time.